Imagine this, you're delivering a presentation to key stakeholders, everything's flowing smoothly, and then a question hits you out of left field. It challenges your figures, implies a mistake, or maybe even takes a personal jab. Your mind scrambles. Can you salvage the moment? I'm Rob, and this is the Business English Podcast. And today, we're upgrading your arsenal for those tricky situations. Because handling difficult questions with clarity and confidence is the true hallmark of a professional. Let's face it, we all wish we had a lightning-quick comeback for every challenging question. But the truth is, some of the most powerful responses aren't about sounding clever on the spot. They're about composure, strategic phrasing, and a little bit of finesse. So are you ready to turn those uncomfortable uh moments into opportunities to shine? Let's start by learning the power of a well-timed pause. Think of it like this, a simple pause, a few deep breaths. It's the difference between reacting defensively and responding strategically. That collected mindset is the foundation for a polished answer. But of course, the words you choose matter too. Get ready because we're about to dive into some advanced phrases designed to help you tackle those tough questions. We'll cover situations from high stakes meetings to casual coffee chats. Think of it as your professional communication upgrade. Ready to transform the way you handle those curveball questions? Stay tuned because this gets good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast. Helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. We've all been there. That split second where a challenging question hits and you feel the panic rise. But what if instead of stumbling, we could embrace those moments? What if we harness the power of the pause? Let's be honest, sometimes the smartest thing you can do is not immediately blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. A few collected seconds can work wonders here. Here's why. Composure is key. A quick pause demonstrates control. It signals to your audience that you're thoughtful and measured, even under pressure. This simple act can dramatically boost your credibility. Another one here is it gives you time to process. Those precious seconds allow you to fully comprehend the question. Are they truly challenging your idea or simply seeking clarification? A pause helps you to avoid knee-jerk reactions or misinterpretations. And lastly, it helps you craft a strong response. This mental breathing room, so to speak, lets you formulate a more polished, articulate response. Instead of a rushed jumble of words, you can deliver something concise, impactful, and of course, relevant. Now, don't confuse the pause with awkward silence. Let's fill those seconds with some phrases that buy you time while signaling professionalism. The first phrase you could use here is, let me take a moment to consider that carefully. This shows respect for the question and your intent to give a well-considered answer. The second phrase you could use in order to fill that pause could be, well, that's a great point. Let me have a think about that for a second. This one acknowledges the merit of the question and signals your willingness to address it thoughtfully. And lastly, interesting question. May I take a moment to reflect on the best way to approach that? 
This one emphasizes complexity and your commitment to giving a comprehensive response. Remember, your body language matters here too. Maintain good eye contact, good body posture, and don't fidget. This exudes confidence even during your strategic pause. Now, a word of caution here. Don't let the pause drag on too long. We're talking a few seconds, not an eternity. Otherwise, the energy can shift into awkwardness. Think of mastering the pause as leveling up your professional communication. But what happens after the pause? How do we start crafting those articulate responses? Well, that's where we're headed to next. Picture this, a high stakes presentation, a crucial deal negotiation, or a tense performance review. Suddenly, a question flies your way with a tone that's let's just say not exactly friendly. It challenges your work, implies incompetence, or even gets personal. Do you freeze, retaliate, or maybe just hope the floor opens up? In these high pressure moments, keeping your cool is paramount, but that doesn't mean rolling over or ignoring the aggression. Let's deploy some phrases designed to neutralize hostility and reassert your professionalism. The first phrase, I appreciate your directness. Let me take a moment to consider the best way to address that. I appreciate your directness. Let me take a moment to consider the best way to address that. This phrase works because it shows respect for their boldness while sidestepping defensiveness. It buys you time to process and choose your response more carefully. And finally, it subtly signals that you won't be derailed by their tone, which is most important. The second phrase here, could you help me understand what prompted that question? Could you help me understand what prompted that question? This one works as it forces the asker to explain their reasoning and potentially expose flaws in their logic. It puts you in listening mode, which can be disarming. And finally, it gives you insights into their motivation. Are they truly hostile or simply frustrated? Third phrase here. That's an interesting perspective. What data or experiences have led you to that conclusion? That's an interesting perspective. What data or experiences have led you to that conclusion? This works because it turns the tables. Now they must justify their position. It also reframes the attack as intellectual curiosity, shifting the dynamic. And it can expose if their stance is based on assumptions rather than facts. An important note here, just as before, body language is crucial. Maintain eye contact, calm posture, and a measured voice. You're acknowledging the hostility without mirroring it. Now, sometimes the attack is so blatant that you need a stronger response. Here's one to use sparingly, but effectively. Phrase four, I understand you have strong feelings about this. To ensure a productive discussion, can we focus on the issue at hand? I understand you have strong feelings about this. To ensure a productive discussion, can we focus on the issues at hand? Now, why does this one work? Well, it directly acknowledges the hostility without escalating it. It firmly guides the conversation back on track and positions you as the voice of reason focused on solutions. 
Now, let's not kid ourselves. These situations are stressful, but remember, staying composed is a power move. You signal that you won't be rattled and you regain control of the conversation. So how do you know when to use each phrase? Well, that comes with practice and the ability to read the room. But the key is to have these tools ready. The best way to do this is to drill them. Keep using the pauses after the phrases to repeat them back out loud to yourself multiple times. This helps with the internalization of them and allows you to use them more readily when the pressure is on, the stress levels are up, and you need them most. So let's keep going and continue expanding your professional toolkit. Sometimes the toughest questions aren't about work itself, but veer off into irrelevant, sensitive, or simply inappropriate territory. Think probing questions about your personal life during a job interview, or a client digging for details on a confidential project. Do you squirm and dodge, or risk giving away too much information? There's a better way. Let's learn how to deflect and refocus like a verbal ninja, maintaining professionalism and keeping the conversation firmly on track. The first phrase, while I appreciate your interest in topic, let's keep our focus on relevant topic to make the most of our time together. While I appreciate your interest in topic, let's keep our focus on relevant topic to make the most of our time together. So why does this phrase work? Well, it acknowledges their curiosity without validating the irrelevant question. It gently yet firmly steers the conversation back to your agenda and emphasizes time management and a results-oriented approach. The second phrase here. That's a great question, but perhaps better addressed in a different context. For now, how about we focus on, that's a great question, but perhaps better addressed in a different context. For now, how about we focus on... So this one works because it recognizes the question's potential value without making a promise to address it. It also suggests an alternative avenue for their query, a meeting with someone else perhaps. And finally, it smoothly pivots back to the core issue at hand. The third phrase here. I'm not in a position to share details about that at the moment. However, I'd be happy to discuss. I'm not in a position to share details about that at the moment. However, I'd be happy to discuss. So why is this one so good? Well, it sets a clear boundary when confidentiality or sensitivity is a factor. It avoids outright refusal, offering an alternative focus for discussion. And finally, it demonstrates your integrity and discretion. Now here's where it gets tricky. Sometimes the question isn't completely off base, but it needs reframing. Consider this one. I understand your concern about X. Perhaps a more productive angle would be to examine Y. I understand your concern about X. Perhaps a more productive angle would be to examine Y. This one works because it validates their concern while subtly redirecting their focus. It also proposes a solution-oriented approach, shifting the energy from the problem to potential outcomes. 
And finally, it positions you as someone who actively seeks the best path forward. Now remember, deflection isn't about being rude or evasive. It's about exercising control over the conversation and guiding it to a productive place. Keep your tone respectful, but firm. Sometimes you need to deflect more than once. Be prepared to gently restate your boundaries if necessary. It's like training a muscle. The more consistent you are, the more natural it will feel. For premium members, all these phrases are detailed in the one-page PDF on the membership site, so you can rapidly access them next time you're heading into that challenging situation, especially useful for this style of professional communication. Okay, so sometimes it's not just the question at hand, but the way it's phrased that can derail our composure. Next up, let's identify some phrases that we're automatically using that might not be the best and find some better alternatives. Sometimes the most damaging questions aren't the hostile or irrelevant ones. They're those seemingly innocuous phrases that subtly undermine your credibility and chip away at your confidence. Think of them as verbal termites of your professionalism. Let's expose a few common culprits. I'm talking about those phrases that make you sound unsure, unprepared, or even a little desperate. So, the first phrase here is, of course, I don't know. The problem here is, while honesty is usually the best policy, a flat I don't know can come across as dismissive or signal a lack of preparation. A couple of phrases to try instead. That's a great question. Let me look into that and get back to you with a comprehensive answer. This one shows commitment to finding the solution. Another phrase to try instead of I don't know is I don't have that information at my fingertips right now, but I can certainly find out for you. This one emphasizes resourcefulness. The second phrase to avoid here is, well, that's a stupid question. Now you can either say that or just have it painted all over your face, but it is still going to cause you a problem. So clearly, even if the question truly seems ridiculous, this response is condescending and shuts down the conversation. The fix here is to shift your focus to understanding their intent. So here are a couple of phrases that can help you do that. Can you help me understand where you're coming from with that question? This one opens a dialogue, potentially exposing a miscommunication. Another phrase in this situation could be, I'm sensing some frustration. Let's unpack what's causing the concern. This addresses emotional undercurrents constructively. Another phrase to avoid here is, I'm probably wrong, but, or this might be a silly idea. So the problem? Well, you're starting from a position of self-doubt. This instantly weakens the impact of your idea. The fix is to own your contribution. Be confident. So for that, try these phrases. I have a perspective on this that I'd like to share. This signals confidence, straightforward and directly. Another phrase you could use is, here's a thought. What if we approach this from angle? This shows initiative and a problem-solving mindset. But let's be real for a moment. Sometimes behind a weak phrase lies a deeper insecurity. Maybe we're new to the role or we feel out of our depth. Recognizing these sabotaging phrases is the first step in silencing that inner critic. Remember, your phrasing powerfully shapes perceptions of others and, of course, of yourself. So sometimes the tough questions come in less formal settings. How do we maintain our polish even in casual conversations? That's exactly what we're going to tackle next. 
Allow me to paint you a picture. You're at a networking event chatting with a potential client by the coffee station. Suddenly, they ask you something that catches you off guard. It might challenge your opinion, push for insights that you'd rather keep close to your chest, or maybe even get a bit too personal. Do you dodge, deflect, or risk coming across as flustered? There's a way to navigate these casual curveballs with both grace and strategic thinking. Let's find that balance between maintaining rapport and upholding your professionalism. The first phrase here is, that's an interesting angle. I hadn't considered that perspective before. Let's explore that further. That's an interesting angle. I hadn't considered that perspective before. Let's explore that further. So why does this one work? It shows that you're open-minded and willing to engage even with unexpected viewpoints. It buys you time to formulate a thoughtful response and positions you as a curious and collaborative thinker. The second phrase here is, I appreciate your insight. To give that the attention it deserves, let's circle back to that later. I appreciate your insight. To give that the attention it deserves, let's circle back to that later. So this one works especially well with complex questions, the ones that require a more complex answer than a casual setting allows. It demonstrates respect for the question without feeling pressured in the moment. And it also gives you space to gather information or consult colleagues if needed. The third phrase here is, let me offer a different perspective. Let me offer a different perspective. It confidently signals you have a unique viewpoint to contribute. It avoids direct confrontation or shutting down the other person's idea, and it maintains a conversational flow while steering it in your preferred direction. The fourth phrase here, I like where your head's at. Could you tell me more about what led you to that idea? I like where your head's at. Could you tell me more about what led you to that idea? This one works because it encourages them to elaborate, giving you valuable insights into their thought process. It also positions you as genuinely interested in their perspective and can expose potential flaws or open up new avenues for collaboration. Notice how these phrases maintain a positive, engaged tone. Even in casual settings, defensiveness or dismissiveness can damage rapport. Think of it as verbal agility, staying nimble and strategic even when a question catches you off guard. Remember, networking events or coffee breaks are often about building relationships, not just answering tough questions. Use your responses to spark further discussion, show curiosity about the other person's work and find points of connection. By upgrading your verbal toolkit in these informal settings, you'll be even more prepared when those high stakes questions arise. It's all part of polishing your professional communication skills. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today, from mastering the strategic pause to deflecting inappropriate questions with finesse. Remember, it's not just about memorizing specific phrases. It's about cultivating a mindset of composure and strategic communication. Here's a quick recap of some of the key takeaways. The power of the pause. A few collected seconds can transform your response from reactive to measured. Hostile questions. Acknowledge the boldness, then neutralize with phrases that shift your focus to understanding their intent. Deflect and refocus. 
gently but firmly maintain control of the conversation's direction, especially when questions are irrelevant or inappropriate. Toxic phrases. Recognize those expressions that undermine your professionalism and confidently replace them with stronger alternatives. And casual confidence. Maintain your polish in informal settings, using unexpected questions as an opportunity to build rapport strategically. Now, let's be honest, changing how you communicate takes practice. Start by trying out just one or two of these phrases in your next meeting or conversation. Notice how they change the dynamic and, of course, increase your own confidence when communicating. And so remember, those moments when you're faced with a tough question, they're not a stumbling block. They're an opportunity to showcase your verbal agility and leave a lasting impression. Until next time, keep practicing, stay engaged, and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.